Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't have anything to talk about this week. I've been painting uh, model kits. Uh, I thought you were going to say your house. No, not yet. Well, it's too cold for that. Now it's like 20 degrees out. Wait, hold on, you're painting model kits. I thought that you didn't want to paint those things. You just wanted to put them together. I well, it's not really model kits, it's the um the scenery thing the little city kits oh, with the buildings whoa. and check out Henry oh. Cavill over here. Busting out Cavill. his paints. I don't know. I may be Cavill, but I'm not Cavill. Well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever you call him. Okay. Superman, that's what I call him. Yeah. He'll always be my Superman. Restore the Snyderverse. Ugh. Restore well, the Snyderverse. He, he, Zack Snyder took a picture on Thanksgiving, and the background there was Final Crisis, and can you imagine anything worse than Zack Snyder <laughs> trying to make a Final Crisis movie? Oh, I'm trying to, but honestly, that is, like, depraved. Yeah. Ugh. God. I still occasionally see like the Jared Leto Joker trending on Twitter and like uh-huh. people like being like, oh, this is such a great version of the Joker. I'll bring this version cut. of the Joker back. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever want to see that Joker again. Put a goddamn shirt on that Joker. I'm tired <laughs> of seeing it. It's still one of my favorite quotes from you is put a shirt on that Joker. What? Uh, Speaking of comic book stuff, though, I guess I'm going to have to watch Hawkeye. Did you see what's going on in Hawkeye? I have uh, heard through the winds that Kingpin may be back. Uh-huh. Uh, and then also Kevin Feige was out there going like, yeah, if we did Daredevil again, we'd bring back the Daredevil actor. But yeah. uh, who knows <laughs> when and if. Who knows? It's almost as though some people have seen a picture of him sitting at a table with Spider-Man yeah. and Happy Hogan. Who knows when it will happen? It could be never. It could be uh, four days from now at the time of this recording. Is it out that soon? Yeah, December 12th. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. People are about to either be really crazy over Toby Maguire or really upset over Toby Maguire. Oh, that's been like oh sure from the, from the time that movie like started shooting. Yeah, like everybody knew about it. Yeah, and yeah. yet for some reason they just refused to. Acknowledge well, hey, it. good news! I've been boosted. Uh, I have been adequately protected mm-hmm. against the COVID and its variancies, and. Uh, I, I can't stop watching the Spider-Man movie in theaters, so I might risk it. Risk it all for Spider-Man. Well, it's not like they're putting it on streaming services, which is f- fucking great. The really weird thing is, like, no, the other Spider-Man movies are on Disney Plus either. 
Uh, uh, well, I guess I can kind of get that if there's still some sort of weird licensing thing. I mean, they're owned by Sony, but still, like, Disney yeah. should be able to pony up the cash for it. Well, yes, absolutely. The Disney thing is, is made I, of money. I feel like people aren't prepared for how this is the end of Spider-Man for like in the Marvel universe. Like this is it. Well, there was that announcement recently, like a couple weeks ago that apparently they have reached a deal that they will continue the MCU Spider-Man stuff. Hmm. I don't know. I I'm not sure if I interpreted it correctly, it's either that or Sony will get Spider-Man back, but intend to continue using Tom Holland and that continuity. I don't know. Which would be interesting to me because they've been so bad at making Spider-Man movies that it's like, okay, we've got this continuity now that has mostly worked. Let's run it into the ground. The thing is, I don't think even that would happen. Like, this whole multiverse thing is like, clearly, this is our way out. This is how to separate this from the MCU again. This is how we can recast Spider-Man again. Uh, Because, like, the whole thing with Venom... And Venom yeah. 2, the end of that, like him going back to his own universe or like merging or whatever is happening in that. Well, uh, uh, hey. Also, maybe... it's been three movies. Like you, you do three Spider-Mans, two in Andrew Garfield's case. Oh, see, and... I was going to joke that they've all had their three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is too, they should have given Garf a third, even though that second yeah. one was apparently incredibly well, bad. That's, I mean, the the pussification of Hollywood. You get one bad movie, now you gotta reboot the whole goddamn thing. Just fucking suck it up and make another movie. Yeah. You know how many bad James Bonds there's been? <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. And they've never been like, oh, we gotta kill the character off and start fresh. They would never do that. No, of course not. That would be weird. Still Unless, haven't like, seen that movie. Well, for example, like the only reason they would do that would be if the actor like really, really, really did not want to do any more of them. <laughs> If the actor showed up for work every day with a gun in his mouth, <laughs> yeah, they had to if... like talk him down and get him on screen. Yeah, it's like the part in Lethal Weapon. Like every time they come to set, and Daniel Craig is on top of a building screaming at them. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fukunaga like has to go up there and you know, like tackle him. Oh man! Well, I guess next week I'll have things to say about Spider-Man. Maybe. Okay. I, next next week, I will have things to say about Halo Infinite, which comes out today. I still... I just want to see the Spider-Man movie. I know that if I don't see the Spider-Man movie, everyone's going to talk about every minutia about the Spider-Man movie, and then it will be completely ruined for me, and then I won't want to go see it. Uh, but it, they just won't fucking put it out on streaming. So the only way is if I go into a theater and I'm still not like completely sold that that is what I want to do, And I think it's great that these are the sorts of things I have to weigh now to just watch a fucking movie. Yeah. Put the movie on a streaming service. Jesus Christ. No, it's it's important to... No, it's not. ...the integrity of the cinema. There's no integrity! (laughs) There was a post recently where somebody was like... uh, all these people complaining about other people at the theaters that must not have like gone to one in 20 years. They're all misanthropes. And it's like, dude, uh, as the reason recently I am as a misanthrope the... is because I've been at the movie theater exactly. in the last like, 10 years. What like the, the most recent one I went to uh, with more than like two or three other people in the theater was Dunkirk. And it was miserable because there was an old guy squeaking a straw in his cup the entire movie. 
it always happens if there's like any amount of other people the best times i've ever had in a theater are ones where there was nobody else in there like uh with dread uh yes seven psychopaths was another one like that was the same month too that was a great month for movies we we saw dread together didn't we no no okay nope because i saw it here uh we saw uh meet the spartans yes i Uh, vividly remember that there will be blood um That's which right. that that was another one where there was a guy talking for until like the last 30 minutes of the movie um i don't remember that but it's also been like over a decade now he was so. behind us and to the right see that's the thing i'm talking about like the like something like that trap ha- on you jesus <laughs> well that's the thing like that's the thing i remember when i go to the movie theater and there's somebody annoying is i don't I can't remember what i had for breakfast uh like three days ago <laughs> it was an but i will remember that uh no not three days ago three days ago i think it was breakfast burritos no. um anyway the point is that it uh, actively tarnishes my memory of the movie in general yeah i again i've I've gotten into it plenty of times but like here part of the issue is just they never fix any of the amenities so a lot of the screens just like they have busted sound systems or the movies will constantly shut off and they have to wait around for them to turn it on when they turn it on it's resumed in a totally different part of the movie so you're missing like 10 15 minutes the ac going off in the summer is a frequent thing which is Uh great because where i live it gets like 120 goddamn degrees in the summer so that's well sure you're in the desert yeah the kingdom of nigh and like every time there's a horror movie and i know i've brought it up a million times somebody brings their like toddler or their baby so there's a kid screaming and crying the entire time throughout the entire movie oh sure sick of it, 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 it like the one good thing about the pandemic is it forcing hands and making people put movies up on streaming services and being able to just like sit down in my living room i got a big enough tv the sound on that tv is pretty good i can pop open a beer and watch a monkey fight a giant lizard on day one it's great it's fantastic yeah i'm gonna be able to watch the new matrix movie without paying extra for it which is good because they definitely would not oh yeah um if i get your hbo and you get my paramount to watch (laughs) star trek i'll be able to watch the matrix so um yeah also a a good memory is when i saw the first captain america movie in the theaters Mm. and directly behind me there was a guy who would not stop talking through the intro part like going oh that's a red skull (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so i turned around (laughs) and so i turned around and told him to shut up and then he was like you shove i got in a shouting match with him eventually he did (laughs) shut up You're so non-confrontational in real life. I'm trying to imagine this going down. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> but And well, next week I will hopefully uh, have sucked it up, seen Spider-Man, and also got the Omicron variant, and we will be broadcasting oh, from my in room in the ICU. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I know that people have been bringing it up on Twitter, but I also cannot like divorce the Futurama thing for that. So yep. every time I read it, I know. Yeah, it was exactly the same. As soon as I heard Omicron variant, I was like, oh, yeah, Omicron per CI8. Great. Yeah. And my my brain is like soup. It's messed up. They skipped new. Like yeah. you should should have been like, they got the new new variant. Oh, yeah. that would have been good. Came yeah. from the new Gundam. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, speaking of got legs, knows how to use them. Kits, I'm putting together that that bootleg uh, Supernova Gundam Wing uh, Nobody knows what kit. That is. I need to take a picture of that thing's weapon. It's trident. It is actually a weapon that is sharp as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I've almost cut my finger multiple times trying to put that together. Nice. I like how Bandai, like, whenever, whenever there's, like, a sharp edge on a model kit, they need to soften it. Mm-hmm. Or when it's, like, a 144, they'll also, like, put an extra, like, thick thing at the end so it won't break as easily. Uh, with the bootleg kits, they don't care if you puncture your finger to the bone <laughs> on a beam saber. Yeah, They're China. They don't care. Yeah. It's great. Anyway. Uh, I've been playing. Is it China or aren't those like aren't those like from Thailand or something? No, they're from China. I remember okay. because somebody got very angry with me once because apparently I was supporting like child slavery and sex trafficking by buying a bootleg <laughs> Gundam model kit. I'm pretty sure I'm not, but okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because you see, it's uh cr- the criminal the element is making yeah. yeah the triads are making Gundam models, and first of all, I think that's a dubious claim and that's, second that's what sleeping dogs was about like you go out onto your balcony and you do a pile driver on the old ladies and then uh, that that stops the gundams from being made that's right you find that uh bootleg gundam model kit warehouse then you have that scene with the qts where you're just like stepping on them smashing them up breaking them <laughs> yeah. into little pieces now I, in general i try not to worry too much about what the stuff i buy is funding because even if it is like a fortune 500 company i'm sure my money is funding some really heinous shit oh sure all funnels back to epstein if i buy like the wrong brand of water then it's supporting a company that supports like apartheid so apartheid 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 Apartheid, thank you. Uh, remember uh, when Tomino was on trial and he was like sketching the courtroom sketch artist, <laughs> staring at them and making their legs super long. It's just that is like such an amazing move that were it anybody else, I would be like, man, it's fucking badass. But the person <laughs> it is that is like legitimately chilling, especially considering the courtroom artist apparently has like some sort of connection to one of the victims. So oh. yeah, it's also, Jesus she keeps Christ. doing it, which is even better. Like it's commitment to the bit. Yeah. Video games is what this podcast is apparently about. <laughs> Which we have not talked about for almost 15 minutes. Uh, I've been playing video games. Have you been playing video games? I have been playing. No, you haven't. Shut up. (laughs) You already said you've been painting model kits. Please talk about your video games. I'm sorry. I have been playing a video game from 2015 uh, called Angry Maxwell. Uh, Some know it as Mad Max. That's a it's a good game. So it was um, it's on uh, the Xbox Series. It has the FPS boost, and so I get to play it. Uh, oh, just like run, Sonic, running pretty well. Yes, just like Sonic Unleashed. Um, it's it's had it for a while actually, but I just kind of started getting into it recently, and that's Bye. still a really good game. By the way, I, I like how all the people losing it over 60 frames a second on Sonic Unleashed are posting, like, footage of the daytime stages with Sonic, like, running through. Like, if you want to show me that game is running at 16 frames a second, show me the werehog, like, hitting an enemy in the face and not having the game lock up. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that, though, because it's werehog. 
just get the camera real close on that fur and let me see it running at more than 10 frames a second. <laughs> also, you said like 16 frames per second earlier, which I think is uh, more accurate to what Unleashed was. Eight originally. frames a second. I will continue to lower it. <laughs> okay. Um, But yeah, Mad Max is really cool. Like, it's... I think it was more a victim of when it came out. Like it happened to come out just when people were getting sick of the open world thing. Yeah. Uh, and before it kind of looped around where we were like, we, we need things to play anything. Give me anything, please. Which is like the state it is now. Um, oh, yeah. Because there is a lot of stuff on that map. Uh, except in this case, like most of it, you can just ignore like scavenging locations. You don't need like most of it. It's basically just mm. do the camps, but you can do the scavenging stuff if you want. The weirdest thing about it was, um, at the time, and it is still the case now, is the um, the upgrade progression is really weird because you can just entirely bypass large chunks of them. Because there, some of the upgrades, especially the uh, higher level ones, are more based on what missions you've done or if you've cleared out certain locations. Yeah. Uh, the The biggest example would be the boarding spikes, which um, there's no reason to get the first two levels because you'll probably unlock the third one just incidentally. I don't even know what I actually did to unlock it. It just was. Uh, and then just equip that and you don't need the first two because there's no downside to it. The armor and stuff, like if you equip a heavier armor, it'll make your car like handle worse, stuff like that. But border spikes, yeah, just get the top one. You're good. They also don't seem to do that much, though. I still need to get around to playing this thing. Like, I remember at the, excuse me, at the time when it came out, I very much fell into that camp of like, oh, I'm just burned out on this kind of game. Also, when it came out, it ran like crap on uh, like PS4. And, See, I don't um, remember that, but like, I believe you. Well, like, they, they, a lot of they, games ran like crap. Yeah, well, this was like especially bad, though. Like, it chugged whenever you would like ram into anything. And apparently, like, soon after that, they did patch it, and then it ran, like, at lock 30. Because I no. looked up, like, Digital Foundry stuff from the time, and they were testing, like, after the patch. And we're like, yeah, this is fine. Even on Xbox, I believe, uh, it ran at 1080, which at the time was uh, very unusual. Yeah, I um, I mean, I'm interested in that, Max. I would like to play it. It has the best explosions of any video game, as you would expect from a game from the developers of Just Cause. Um, oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot that they did that. Yeah, it's got harpoon in it. Oh, well, it's all coming together now. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, the on foot combat is kind of like Batman, except uh, it has yeah, one see, one advantage, which is all right. You might be down on it, but well, for one thing, it doesn't have the absurd like complexity of like all the gadgets that later Batman games had. Mad but... Max should be able to use his cape to stun an enemy. <laughs> No, instead you just use a shiv to stab them a bunch. Oh, um, well, that's also very good. Or a shotgun and like blast them and make them mm. explode. But here's the thing, you know how in Batman, like when you reach a certain combo level, you would enter the free flow thing and you could like move around more. Yeah, Batman's just like doing a psycho crusher across the room, <laughs> basically punching this dude directly in the balls. So in this, Mad Max gets a fury mode. Which, for one thing, is funny because the enemies will yell like, uh, hey, he's got the bloodlust, or whatever. 
but um it turns his moves into like wrestling moves like he's just <laughs> giving guys f5s and he's doing bradshaw style clotheslines from hell onto them and then just like stomping them in the head when they're down it's great that sounds awesome like that's actually part of what drove me away from that game when it came out was anytime a game comes out and it's like oh it's like dark souls it plays like dark souls or it plays like the arkham games like i completely lose interest because those are games that a lot of people love to emulate but very few people can get the feel of it down yeah combat here is fine it's like it does the job like most of it's in the car really so yeah, the, the, the main thing, the downside I would say... The car for this should game, go into free flow combat. <laughs> the car should be spinning through the air. Uh, what if I told you you can equip uh, flamethrowers on the sides of it? Oh, that's... I mean, it's Mad Max. I would hope and that then, you could. Okay, so the other thing I would say is the game isn't exactly clear about like what missions you need to do to unlock what. Uh, because mm-hmm. you really need to get the... And this is one of the best item names of any time. This is up there with Hookblade. You need to get the Thunder Poon as soon as you can. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, because um, Game developers need to be paid more money. <laughs> they really do. Uh, because th- that is uh, an explosive harpoon, which you really need to like destroy other cars, especially when they start showing up with armor. Um, and it's entirely possible to bypass that mission. Um, but yeah, you need to get the thunderpoon and upgrade that when you can. Um, you can bypass it, but if you look at the you know speed running boards for it, there's a harpoon thunderpoon percent. Where they yeah. <laughs> go right for it, yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, the the whole. Did you play any of Mad Max, or have you like watched no, any of it or anything? No, okay, very. So, I watched very little. I think I saw this is this will really date things. Uh, I watched the Giant Bomb Quick Look. Mm. I think. Okay. Uh, which not to get off on a whole aside here, but I was drinking a few nights ago and started thinking about Giant Bomb. I was like, I should check out what they've uploaded to youtube oh, recently no. nothing <laughs> oh basically okay. nothing there was like the top Absolutely eight new videos nothing. they're uploading about as much content as we do on the destroy all children youtube page and oh, no. we literally stream like once a week which is why there Maybe. is very little content yeah and if one of us gets sick because it's a two-man op, then one there's nothing for that week. It's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always me. <laughs> Giant Bomb's got a whole fucking staff, and we're yeah. putting out more content on YouTube. I, I get that there might be more on their website, but, like, signing up for premium? Come on. There is, there's one series they've been doing I actually think would be interesting, which is uh, Void Burger playing the Silent Hills. Uh, like mm. i guess just doing like an endurance run of all the silent hills which that would be worth watching everything else nah yeah um okay so what i was going to say is the main thrust of mad max here is at the beginning your car gets exploded but it's mad max's car I, I, that's right it subverts your expectations oh so it's good yeah 
um this is their uh method for like mad max want... car blowing up and someone's like you've got physical amnesia <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah death's <laughs> showing up and popping mad max's car into like eight pieces and hiding it throughout the world uh-huh yeah, we have to find a way for you to be able to upgrade your car, so we'll just explode your old one and make you <laughs> make a new one. Um, but you meet this little hunchback dude uh, who's going to eat a dog, and his name is Chum Bucket. He's great. Love everything that you just said for the <laughs> he, entire sentence. He, uh, well, you take the dog; it, it becomes your friend. They, they name it Dinky D. Uh, <laughs> Fuck um, is up with the names of this video game. <laughs> All right. Okay. Taking Dinky D to go get the Thunder Poom. Yep. There are um, these warlords you meet, and the first one is named Jeet. Uh, okay. The second one is named Gut Gash. Oh, that's uh, good. Name. And then the third one is Pink Eye. And then you meet the guy named Deep Frya, who is wearing. <laughs> uh, he, he's like all burned, and he's wearing basically a beer drinking hat, but with like propane tanks in it or something. <laughs> is shooting flame out of it there's one guy you meet who has like christmas lights draped all over him and he has like a slave next to him wearing a portable generator on his back just to keep the lights going so it turns out they knew exactly what material they were working with uh-huh this all uh, sounds amazing but okay so chum bucket is a black finger which basically means he's magic like he, okay. he he is a car wizard so that's also their explanation of how he can just repair your car from being almost exploded to fine mm. and he just rides around with you all the time he's the one who's actually shooting the harpoons and stuff um you also get a giant sniper rifle uh that is equipped for your car like you park and then max like slides into the back of it and just unfolds this like 10 foot long sniper rifle that you can use to shoot guys with oh now he's shooting it from the trunk yeah he is don't let mad max and dc <laughs> it's asymmetrical <laughs> warfare against the legion oh another interesting thing though about this is uh the main kind of bad guy of the game uh max kills in the opening cutscene. uh he's this warlord named scrotus uh <laughs> and max chainsaws his head and it like that's what sets off everything in this where it's like basically killing him has thrown this whole region into chaos sure you got power back chaos just cause yep so it's making everybody fight over it including like his legions are just aimless now um but yeah it's a it's a good game i've been enjoying revisiting it yeah, I should play that at some point. I am never going to play it. Probably not. No, it's I long. look. I got There's the a lot of stuff to do. I got the Yakuza collection sitting right here, and I keep thinking, well, yeah. you're kind enough to buy that for me, and I I should probably play it. But also, there's Deathloop and the Land Wonder World, and yeah, all the hits. I got a lot of games. Uh, but well, I've only got so we've got this week and next week, and then. Uh after that will be the golden grimmies and then after that the golden gizmos so and then we have one final episode of this podcast i wanted to surprise you with it but technically i got i got one i got one more game there's a hidden there's a hidden secret super secret game on the list that i wanted to end on i haven't played it yet it's short though i'll be able to finish it by then 
Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Mad Max, check it yeah. out if you want. It's usually on sale for like five dollars, uh, or cheaper than that, like on Steam or something. So, if you want to yeah, like well, play an open world game like that on the computer, I guess be my guest. I don't know. Doesn't seem fun to me. Man, playing games on the computer. Some games are fine to play on the computer. For example, Quake. Other games, such as Mad Max, not fun to play on a computer. Doom? That's good to play on a computer. Sure. Yeah. Civilization, good to play on a computer. There has been some data mining recently that has indicated that perhaps a Persona game will get ported to the PC soon and may be announced this month. Hmm, JR said it would never happen, but I, I think it's like there's nothing to indicate precisely which game. Oh. It's just that the Steam listing for uh, like Atlas's stuff has now been updated to include like 14 games instead of 13. And like there's been some back end work done on like um, the news page for the Persona like official website or something like oh. that. So uh, there, I saw somebody saying like, there were there was speculation about a mysterious Sonic game that might get added to Steam. It's like it's it's Sonic Colors Finally, Ultimate. Finally, Sonic two thousand six <laughs> is coming to PC. <laughs> it's Sonic Colors Ultimate. Like, come on, they said it was going to be on Steam. It, it, I can't wait to see all my pals, Princess Elise, Silver the Hedgehog, and Miphiles, and uh, I love video games. Uh, they. They put a poster out for the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I am very excited to not watch it. Okay. Why? Is there a baby in it? No. I mean, Dr. Robotnik still looks fucking bad and dumb and terrible, and I still hate that it's Jim Carrey playing it, but, like, it's... I want to get back into the whole Sonic movie thing, but again, it's the the fact that they unfucked that design, left that movie with no soul to it whatsoever, uh-huh. and Sonic was written to be as annoying as he could possibly be, and I can't imagine they're going to fix either of those two things for the sequel. The counter-argument okay. is Idris Elba is playing Knuckles, which is just objectively... The, yeah, that is one of the greatest casting decisions I've seen in a very long time. They could have gone with Chris Pratt, and they didn't. <laughs> Thankfully, Chris still Pratt. Maybe Chris Pratt will pe- will play a Fang. He'll play coconuts, <laughs> or like Scratch or Grounder. Oh, uh, Charlie Day as as Scratch and Chris uh, Pratt as Grounder. That actually would be more sensible no, casting it, than it the fucking just, Mario movie. It should just be Caitlin Olsen as Scratch. <laughs> pretty good too <laughs> no charlie day's got the like high whiny yeah, yeah. but raspy voice he'd be a perfect scratch yeah he does yeah instead Danny they got his grounder oh yes yes scratch and grounder playing night crawlers yes you could also just do jk simmons but have him do his dumb guy voice yeah, that yeah, he his, does for the yellow m&m yellow m&m yeah yep. man D- they should let us make a sonic movie we're already way better at casting this bitch uh-huh I, I think it's funny that the voice of Tails, I think, is the one from the games, but they can't have anybody else from the games play their character. That's weird. Yeah, you gotta get, like, these big, like, headline names, but for Tails, who gives a fuck? It's bizarre. You're not wrong. Eh. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. I've I've uh, still been playing Shin Megumi Ten, 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 Tensai Five. I'm sorry. Let me take another run at that name. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Okay. Uh, roller coaster of a ride. That game. I know I've been over it before. I've been saying roller this a lot. coaster. This is why we're ending the podcast because it's just all shit we've already talked about. But no variety in these locations is getting me really burnt out on it. Um, I finally entered the Empyrean, which is like the final dungeon sort of area. Oh, the Empyrean of Man. Great. You yep. go, uh, you go, go meet Eisenhorn and the other Inquisitors. <laughs> you know, I kept saying they should put dungeons in this game, and now I think that they should have not put any dungeons in this game because they've all been <laughs> very bad so far. <laughs> they've been easily it's, the... It's dullest. Breath of the Wild all over again. It really, really is. The difference between Breath of the Wild and SMT5 is they at least have enough SMT stuff in there to continue to get me invested. Like, there's still Jack Frost. There's still the same demons that I love. Zelda had, like, none of that shit. Like, Zelda stripped everything down to the bare bones. It's so weird to me because, like, with all of the things that you're disliking about Shin Megami Tensei Five, it's like... You refuse to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is a game that actually has dungeons with like different mechanics in them and everything. But also, they don't got the demons. No. Well, but um, I also feel like Five really maybe should have taken some cues from the combat system in Tokyo Mirage Sessions, specifically yeah, the team up moves, which are pretty good. Uh, they already just completely reused their UI, which is funny. Yeah. Like, it's exactly the same. There but... is just a lot about SMT5 that at this point is just sort of striking me as, like, they did not give this game the budget or even time that it probably really needed, even though they certainly spent long enough making the game. I mean, like, when you compare it to something like Persona 5, which is just, like, top to bottom very solidly designed like those dungeons are well thought out with yeah. like a, a couple exceptions but yeah like, sure they, they can't all be hits uh no and well i was gonna say the bank one except the bank one is actually a totally fine dungeon it just has just the worst the music, yeah. music of all time <laughs> it's it's the uh the cruise ship is the one where i don't like the design of that dungeon yeah that one wasn't great um but like the gimmick for the dungeon i'm in right now in smt5 is some gates that you pass through freeze time so enemies won't attack you but you can't open item containers but also you would think that, oh, if time is frozen and it changes your ability to progress through the dungeon, you would use that to come up with puzzles where in some areas you would need time frozen, and then in some areas you would need to figure out how to reactivate time and loop back around to the room that was previously frozen so you can now proceed through it. It does not work that way. Uh, most of the rooms are just boxes interconnected, and you can just avoid those gates entirely. I don't Very know why cool. they're there. It makes zero sense. Uh, it's also like the each floor of that is so fucking big and littered with enemies and like they use maybe five enemies in that dungeon so it gets really tiresome fighting guys like very quickly Uh, i got to the uh top floor of it metatron came down you know big name demon in the series metatron fights are usually a a real big deal i beat him in two turns (laughs) oh great (laughs) i am 
to the point that the critical uh, special attack that you have completely busts the fucking game so bad. If you play this, I would encourage you to have more restraint than me and never use it. It makes combat terrible. Like, at this point, I have made such a grossly overpowered Nahabino, I can kill Metatron in two turns. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. I didn't even have him fully debuffed either because he used Dekunda. So, which that takes away all, like, uh, debuffs yeah, for yeah. people who aren't versed in SMT terminology. So, yeah, it's just... Also, it's weird, like, because this game introduced so many moves that also do debuffs, uh, which was not really a thing before. Yeah. You Um, would occasionally get some that were, like, lower defense or something, but this has a lot of them. Luster Candy is from SMT4. It's basically the opposite of Debilitate. Debilitate lowers all enemy stats by one. Luster Candy raises all of your stats by one. Mm. Uh, But this also has stuff where it's like, oh, this is an attack that pierces through armor and then also lowers the enemy defense by one stage. And so there's a... The problem problem I'm at right now is uh, I have these uh, Algami essences that I don't want to use because I'm pretty sure you only get one of them. Yep, you only get one. Yeah. So, um, but I don't have any more slots on my Nahubino for more skills. You will not be be able to unlock all of his skills until you were in, like, the final uh, dot area of the game. Yeah, cool. Uh, Because I was like, well, I need to get to another abscess and hope it unlocks a miracle that will let me uh, get more skills. You'll you'll find those in Taito, which is the last area of the game, and also the difficulty. Man, I remember Taito. They don't exist anymore. The difficulty scaling of those is ridiculous. Uh, I they're the last abscesses in the game, and so like there is a progression that you should go through those at, where they will scale appropriately with your level. But since you're just dumped into this open world, you can run into one that is going to murder you like straight away. Uh, I found the last abscess in the game first. I know it's the last because all of the enemies in it were level 99 and they poisoned me and one round of poison damage took literally all of my health. That's cool. (laughs) So you have to be very careful uh, with those ones and not get into one that's over leveled for you. And the only way you'll know that is trial and error. Something I wonder though, um, the abscess is like, do you get specific miracles for specific ones yes. or is it just like okay i didn't know if it was like all right you've destroyed three of them you get this no they're these specific miracles. ones yeah that's weird yeah that's their way of trying to gate some of that stuff by level though yeah but in most cases like you just encounter them as you go i look I I still overall like SMT five because again it's still got like enough SMT stuff in it where I'm like oh I'm, I'm yeah still sure having fun. I I don't hate but, it it's just I have like very little yeah. interest in playing that much more of it. There's just a lot of stuff about this game that just kind of has me scratching my head why they thought that this was a good idea like some of the way that. It, Battles are just balanced in a way that makes it feel like the easiest combat in any SMT game so far. Like, it started to, at the end game, reach that point with most RPGs for me, where I'm just going to use the same strategy and the same moves on every enemy because it always works. Uh-huh. And that is not something that I would typically associate with SMT. Just over-level your Blastoise and you surf on everything. Exactly. Exactly. I'd, the, the setup I have now... 
I have this this physical attack that does severe damage. It does even more if it's critical, like it boosts it way, way up. I have high physical Pelaroma or whatever it's called, which makes my physical damage even higher. I've maxed out my strength stat, and I have charge, and when you use charge, that makes your next physical attack do more than double what it would have done. So then I luster candy my team twice to max out their buff, debuff the enemy twice to get them as low as I can, use the critical move, charge, use that because it'll be guaranteed critical, and then I basically wipe out the boss's entire health bar. Yeah. It's all you gotta do. It's just one turn of setup and then one turn of attack and the boss is done. So. Good times. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, like, back to Nocturne, which I played within the last year, and, like, even at the end game, I had to use my fucking brains more. <laughs> like, I had to actually think about what I was doing with each boss. Mm-hmm. So, that's... I don't know. It, there's some stuff about it that's just a bummer to me. I, yeah, I, I as, as I mentioned, like, playing this just makes me think I want to play Persona 5 Royal. Yeah. Yeah. I've also been playing uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night on the Sega Saturn. What's that? I I know Castlevania. What's the Symphony of the Night business? Look, man, if you know, you know. Is this Retro Corner? No, it's not. I just wanted to... I just wanted to... I just wanted to check this game out because it didn't come mm. out here. We had Symphony of Night for the PlayStation, but we didn't get the Saturn version, and there's some differences. Uh-huh. One of the differences is that similar to SMT5, it's too fucking easy. They like, I don't. It? I think that something has changed about the amount of damage Alucard puts out and the amount of health that, like, bosses have because I've not game overed on any of the bosses. And I mean, typically when I play Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the, like the two that will absolutely destroy me is that giant orb of corpses and yeah. um, that one really tall dude that moves around like Ernest Evans. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think, the only one I ever really died to. Um, but those are both early bosses, right? No, they're like uh, mid to late game. I just remember like Symphony of the Night being one of those like Resident Evil 4 where it gets way easier as it goes. No, I don't think they're that early in the game. They're still in like the main castle, but they're like some of the last bosses that you would fight in the main castle. I do remember the walkie guy like killing me, but that's kind of it. Um, Actually, is he in the main castle? I think he's in the inverted castle. Uh, I don't know. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, no, I I just kind of wanted to pop into and just, you know, fuck around for a little bit. But then I just found like, oh, the difficulty scaling this feels like off. And I have nothing to confirm it. Maybe I just like weirdly got way better at Symphony of the Night because it's my third playthrough on this thing. But the fact that like I can't read item descriptions, so I don't <laughs> I know what read. I'm putting. <laughs> I can't read. I got this library card. That doesn't do me any fucking good. I can't read anything <laughs> in the shop, so why would I go back there? Um, no, I can't read any of the descriptions. I don't know what like half my items do. I just throw stuff onto Alucard and hope for the best, and yet somehow I feel like I'm overpowered for everything. Yeah. Um, well, you can see when it makes the numbers go up. Yeah. The main challenge of playing this version of the game has been 
trying to figure out where to go without the aid of being able to understand character dialogue that gives you hints. Like, for the most part, it's easy to still kind of just intuit your way through regardless. Yeah. But, like, the one part I got stuck on was I couldn't remember how you get the jewel of opening. You have to buy it from the shop. And oh. so, of course, I couldn't see which item it was in the shop because I can't read Japanese. And, like, the prices are different between the two versions of the game. So I had to, like, keep searching online for, like, okay, what is specifically the price of the Jewel of Open <laughs> in the Sega Saturn version of Castlevania? I couldn't figure it out, so I just started buying random items from the shop, hoping that I got the right one, and I did. Doesn't it give <laughs> so you a little icon? Out. Or is it just no. a text list? Oh, okay. It's just a text list. I can't remember if maybe in the PlayStation version they added icons to it. but uh, I know there was the um, version, like in your inventory, so I'd assume there would be like in the shop menu, but I don't remember. There is, but I don't... The jewel doesn't show up in the inventory. It shows up in that screen that shows, like, the different like unlocks quest items. that you have, I yeah. think. Yeah, and so I didn't think to check there. So I just kind of, like, kept buying stuff and running back to the blue doors, hoping that they would open up, and eventually they did. Um, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. There's also two new areas added to the game. They're both very, very short, uh, but one of them... One of them has a bunch of ghosts in it, and I found it by accident, and the ghost killed me very quickly because it's in, like, a starting area, but it's clearly something you're not supposed to go through until, like, you're about done wrapping up that castle. Uh So they just immediately... (laughs) They fucking shot me with an orb, and I died immediately. (laughs) Good times. Yeah. But no, I'm at the inverted castle now and i'm thinking i might just finish that up even though uh i don't know what anybody's saying maria's here she's talking in some kind of language everybody's talking at me can't hear a word they're saying driving around in john voigt's car (laughs) well after this though i gotta move on to christmas games you know oh no like christmas nights that's one of them yes I was thinking of also playing Clockwork Knight. Oh. Yeah, Blue Stinger would be good, yeah. But we gotta do that 32X stream this month, so that's a, uh, a real advent we? calendar of 32X games. I don't remember agreeing to that. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway. Guess what, fucker? Alright. Uh, outside Fine, of... whatever. Outside of playing video games, I've also decided to start watching Star Trek Enterprise. No! <laughs> it's been a long road <laughs> going from the... I, uh, w- all right, why? I mean, the Vulcan lady's got huge boobs. That's true. Uh, but, I mean, the whole thing was like, well, I want to watch everything that's a TNG-related uh, I asked about Enterprise, and you're like, no, because that's not related to TNG, so I that's not part to... of the thing. I had my COVID booster, I felt sick as a dog, I needed something to fall asleep to, and thought, well, Enterprise is boring enough. And then I got like a little bit into it and was like, whoa, check out the tits on this Vulcan, <laughs> and just started like watching it, man. Okay. Uh, Have you seen the one with Space 911 yet? No. Um, okay. Although unrelated to this, I was watching an interview with Jason like... Alexander talking about the Bob Patterson show that he did. Remember that? No. 
Bob Patterson was the sitcom. So when Seinfeld ended, obviously everyone went out and got their own sitcoms. Jason Alexander got Bob Patterson. The whole premise of this is that he is a motivational speaker, but his personal life isn't so great. Whoa. Yeah. Apparently Jason Alexander like felt very passionately about this show, but like everything was kind of working against him. Like the studio sabotaged it partly. It got moved around to three different time slots within the first like seven weeks of it airing. So no one could figure out when the fuck to watch it. Uh, and there's one part of this interview where he's like, you know, a bunch of weird stuff just happened around that time. 9-11. Weird. <laughs> you're, you're right, Jason. That is very weird. <laughs> Imagining now that picture of him like at the cabinet playing Metroid Prime and looking like very angry. <laughs> it was just like that was somebody who told him 9-11 just happened. <laughs> It's like, it's basically, yeah, it's like the picture of George Bush, like the guy whispering to him, except (laughs) that was Jason Alexander's reaction. What was, um, what was Julia Louis-Dreyfus's, it was like the new adventures of old Christine or something. What terrible name for a sitcom. Yeah, I don't totally remember. Obviously she's found success with Veep. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. A show that I'm not going to bother watching. Uh, I still like the Michael Richards show because he is not playing a character named Michael Richards in that. Yeah. And also he apparently wanted to play like a detective role for a long time, but he wanted it to be more like a bit more serious. And instead they're like no play Kramer. And so it's just him doing a bunch of physical comedy again and nobody liked it. That's kind of a thing they would do a lot, though. I think the John Larroquette show also, like, he was a character. He was not John Larroquette in it. Yeah. But was like, well, this is hot off the heels of Night Court. We have to put your name in the title. Well, this is also very funny to think about the reason that he did this. He turned down the role of Monk to do this. Oh, no. Yeah. Michael Richards could have been Monk. And then they probably would have fucked Monk up by making him just play Kramer again. Yeah, yeah, that's so. that's probably for the best. Yeah. yeah but yeah, no, I, I've been uh, sitting down and, and getting through Enterprise. I'm halfway through that first season now, so I'll probably have the whole thing done by the next recording. Have you seen uh, the one where he... Um, it's only four seasons. Was it like he makes... Uh, he aborts a clone or something weird? No, I, I will say this about Enterprise. The cast is not coming together for me in any way, shape, or form. I do not care about any of these people, but the premises for each episode are say, really but the good. Vulcan again. <laughs> well, yes, it's also true. No, each episode has like a, a pretty decent premise behind it. Like you look at it as an outline, and you're like, "This sounds like an interesting episode of Star Trek," and then you just see the characters that are involved in that, and it's very hard to get invested in any of it. Like, one of the early ones is they beam down to a Class M planet. Uh, Minshara class is what that stands for. What does Class M mean? Minshara. It means basically a Earth-like atmosphere can support humanoid life. Okay. Um, Nerd. So one one of the things I think that is good about the show that it does do with its characters is Captain Archer does not give a fuck about protocol. And so most of these early episodes are why you give a fuck about protocol. (laughs) okay because a big titty big titty goth vulcan is just like hey wait now i'm interested you don't just beam down to a planet you found you need to survey it first because like you don't know what's down there man he's like fuck that we're going down anyway (laughs) 
people get infested with an alien spore that makes them like really really paranoid and so a lot of the episode is then holed up in a cave like basically doing the thing like they don't trust each other and and the biggest threat is coming from each other uh and how they react to the stress but like one of them refuses to get into the cave and is enduring a storm. And so they're like, we need to beam him out of there because he's not obeying orders over a comm. And uh, transporter technology, which has always been fucked, is especially fucked because it's brand new technology at this point. So they beam him back, but he's got a bunch of fucking rocks stuck in his body. <laughs> it's become the thing. It's big, so, it is the thing, except yeah. not the same the thing. It's been grim the thing. Well, they take all the rocks out of his body and the doctor's just like, he's going to be fine. And then the next day the doctor's like, turns out he wasn't fine. The thing that infested him like had this chemical we couldn't detect and it killed him. And it's your <laughs> fault, Captain Archer. You dipshit. Why did you go down there? The the Vulcan warned you. You just stared at her titties and you went, now let's beam down. <laughs> Can't blame so, him. So, like, I, I think that's a fun thing is a lot of, like, there is a very early uh, Prime Directive episode where the Prime Directive does not exist at this point, but T'Pol is just like, hey, you know, like, my species have this policy about not interacting until someone has warp uh, because cultural contamination. And then by the end of the episode, Archer's just sucking face with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> of course, then the thing is, at the end, none of this matters because none of it's real. <sighs> yeah. So, I... It, Enterprise is doing enough interesting stuff that I've still been kind of sticking with it. But one of the things I do know about the series is that cast never quite comes together. That was part of the problem and part of why it got canceled. How long did it go? Was four se- like, four seasons. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say four or five. Like I think Voyager went on for seven. So like most Trek shows got legs, even if they're not very good for most of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I know, I, I think one of the main complaints people have with this is the whole storyline with the Zindi, which I'm not there yet. So that might be a the Zindi. Yeah. The money from Mega Man Legends. That's right. Archers kicking cans and into also like trash cans to get more Zindi. <laughs> uh, I do. The one, excuse me, the one character I do really like is the doctor, uh, Dr. Plox, because he's like from an alien species who, whose whole thing is that they're like incredibly friendly and they just want to like hang out and be your pal. So okay. like every episode he's in, he's like the one guy who's encouraging everyone to like interact with other cultures and stuff. Uh, so I like him. He's he's a in a Star Trek series where a lot of elements of Star Trek haven't been established yet because it's really early. Like he's the one character who could perfectly slot into any other Star Trek show. Hmm. Um, also Ferenki show up pretty soon so like I gotta keep watching for that shit even though that doesn't make any sense because like at the start of TNG no one knows what a Ferengi is it's weird Star Trek's weird oh I forgot to mention uh, the expansion for Final Fantasy XIV's out I I played some of it but I'm just like I'm trying to level up the Reaper so I haven't gotten to any of the actual new stuff I was stuck in a queue and I was like, God damn, guess I should just watch some Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reasonable, reasonable uh, reaction, I suppose. Uh, Reaper seems fun, though. It's, it's very similar to Dragoon so far. The real reason I started Enterprise is because I know that I have to, like, change my plan and pay more money so you can watch one of the movies. So I was like, well, I better, like, 
get my money's worth and find something else to watch on That's Paramount. That's so fair. I also want to watch Yellowstone. Okay. Well, I needed to find something else to watch on Paramount Plus, and my options were uh, one of the Tomb Raider movies, SpongeBob SquarePants, or Enterprise, and that's not much of a decision. <laughs> okay. Uh, Retro Corner? Retro Corner. Uh, it's all Mario's from here on out, because I decided oh. to end my list marathoning all the Mario games that I put on it. So this week I got a selection of three Mario's to talk about. Uh, and I decided to select ones for this week that are not like considered part of like mainline Mario, I guess. Uh, Super Mario Kart is the first one I want to talk about. It's Have you seen game. this? Have you heard about this? Have you played Mario's in a go kart? Yes, it was a very good game. The yeah. best Mario, well, no, not the best, but second best Mario Kart. The best Mario Kart's one on the Nintendo 64. I have not played Double Dash. No, okay, that's that's the best one. I really like the N64 Mario Kart a whole lot. You mean Mario Kart 64? Yes, the Mario <laughs> Kart on the Nintendo 64 is my favorite Mario Kart. Uh, I wish there were an easier way to refer to it, though. Um, no, I I did not play much of the original SNES Mario Kart back in the day. I had a friend who had it, but we just never like put it in that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I played a whole lot of that N64 one. I loved... Uh, playing as Toad and going to that highway level and intentionally getting him run the fuck over because fuck Toad can't do anything like that though in the SNES Mario Kart like at best you can just drop him off of a you know put him in a bottomless pit yeah because it's all like 2D yeah but like uh, SNES Mario Kart feels like maybe the most fair Mario Kart it feels like there's a lot less bullshit working against you arbitrarily in that one yeah, I think so. The music's also really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all around a fun, cute little video game. Say something about Mario Kart. <laughs> You're just <laughs> clicking around over there. What, what is there to say about... I'm looking at pictures of the Vulcan. I, <laughs> what, what is there to say about Mario Kart? It's Mario uh, Kart. Well, I like all the Marios and I enjoy the carts. That's my review of Mario yeah. Kart. <laughs> Uh, no, one of the main ones I really wanted to talk about, uh, is Yoshi's story. Oh. Yeah. Yoshi's Island was so good, they made a sequel called Yoshi's Story. Yoshi's Story is probably better than Yoshi's Island. You can beat it in 40 minutes. Yep. (laughs) This game is less than the length of an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. (laughs) Yeah, I remember, uh, renting Yoshi's Story and beating it and being like, well, okay. I remember reading about it in magazines a lot and people kind of like gushing over how the game looks and getting really excited for Yoshi's Story. And then it came out, it was like 40 minutes long, and the narrative completely turned on Yoshi's Story. <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, I'm looking up to see what it says on how long to beat for Yoshi's Story and it says two and a half hours. Which yeah, I, some people I would are have bad like at two. video games and it screws up the aggregate. Uh, I beat the game to completion. Uh, so progression on that game is a little bit weird. You you have like, I think it's seven worlds. And so it does like the typical Mario thing of like one, one, two, one, three, one. Uh, but it's only those like level one worlds. And the way that you get to say 
one two is by finding a secret exit or not a secret exit i'm sorry a secret item in like one one so there's a certain number of items per stage and the more of those you get the higher level you open up within that world so to get a complete playthrough you have to keep playing through the game and find each level of item in a level it's hard to explain and it's maybe not the best system because it means that you're going to have to like intentionally find a small amount of shit to get to a level and then scour a level for absolutely everything that you've already played uh it it artificially lengthens the game and even then it only manages to top out at like three hours like that two and a half i'm assuming is like completionist nope well, then some people are just bad at video games. Uh, it says uh, completionist about nine hours. That, no. It's like three or four. Uh, at this point, I am more willing to believe this and think that you just lost track of how much time you were playing Yoshi for. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true at all because I remember beating this game pretty much within the length of time of a YouTube video that just came on and I decided not to shut it off. And it was some weird girl sitting on her bed talking about Dear Evan Hansen for like an hour and a half. <laughs> okay. She didn't like the movie. Is that the, is that the one who like does all the stuff about Disney parks and like Avatar? And I stuff? don't, I don't know. It had red hair. She was dressed like Evan Hansen for it. Just really oh. committing to oh, the uh... How do you dress like Evan Hansen? Just have like a ridiculous wig and like dead a eyes? Wig and a, a wig and a polo shirt. Uh, I'm not sure the dead eyes were put on or if that's just kind of her thing. And she's, did she like smooth her face out with CGI to make it look even worse? And that would have been pretty good, but I don't think she had the technology. Mm, okay. I think I've seen like what? You can I, probably I know I have. With makeup, like basically just make yourself look like Odo. Like yeah. Kind of what Evan Hansen <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Ira Bear still has, like, the face prosthetics for Evan Hansen hanging up in his home. <laughs> no, I have seen one other video of hers, and it was about um, The Last Jedi, her not liking Last Jedi. Mm. An exhaustive list of reasons to not like The Last Jedi, which for anybody easily covers, like, two and a half hours. Okay, this, all right, I'm going to look up. There, there was a tweet recently. Okay. And this is really funny to me. Because the all right, this is from well, I at, love to laugh. This is from at Lucasfilm Girl, who says, "My biggest problems with the Last Jedi." All right, here here you go. These okay. are apparently the biggest problems with the Last Jedi. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of problems. So for this to be the biggest of the problems, yes, it's got to be a real whammy. Oh yeah. Number one, the mistreatment of Luke. Number two, what? the portrayal of Leia. Number three. The ridicule of Finn. Number four, the subversion of established lore. Number five. But it subverted my expectations. That's why it was good. <laughs> number five, the failure to develop the setups of The Force Awakens. And number six, the failure to set up the finale from a hack who doesn't understand Star Wars. Like, And so I said, the people who just like, have nothing to do except rail against the last jedi don't even hate the things that actually suck about it yeah 
Like, of all those things you list, I list the weirdo casino plot that went nowhere, giving Benicio Del Toro a stuttering gimmick like the Dudley Boys, um, the part where Snoke narrates his own death, one of the worst written scenes I've ever seen, uh, Rose, like, robbing Finn of his... his You don't know who that could possibly be. enemy. Yeah. Uh, Rose like completely robbing Finn of any sort of agency or significance yeah. to the plot. Uh, I mean, I get that. Like Finn's whole thing, his character arc in that movie is in the previous movie. He learned to care about. He doesn't want to like join the resistance necessarily, but he learns to care about somebody beyond himself, and that person is Ray. And then in the sequel, it's. Oh, he learns to care about the bigger picture and to fight for what is right. The problem is that's essentially the same character arc. It's just a different thing that he's into by the end of it. Basically. Like it just it feels just like they're they're treading old ground with that, and the old ground is like the last fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, but also they won't actually let him get with Ray, and so they might as well no. just let him sacrifice himself to uh save everybody at the end. And sure. so it's like, eh, just have Rose like ram into him and almost kill him anyway, uh, just to stop him from saving everyone. It's so stupid. I like anyway, also then they, they jettison her character in the following movie, so anything that you could have built up between the two of them yeah. is also rendered moot. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, just... the, the problem is uh, the mistreatment of Luke. <laughs> sure. The most interesting fucking part about that movie was Luke. I Come know. on. <laughs> no, it's, it's inexcusable. They had him drink that blue milk. Yeah, no, I sure love everybody just, like, screen capping that over and over again, just going like, see? See? This is why it's bad. Yeah, what about it? That was funny. I like he's the out, part... He's out on island the whole time. Of course he's gonna have monster milk, so what? Captain Archer drinks Vulcan milk straight from the pig. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't think you're getting any milk out of those. Come on. It's just going to make me try harder. You'd think in the future, like, they would have had better technology for implants at that point, but eh. Uh, society has evolved beyond them. It's really <laughs> fucked up. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, I just thought about the uh, Klingon exchange episode early on in TNG where a Klingon tells Riker to suck her titties and Riker's into it. What? I've brought this up before. Uh, Riker Riker is on a Klingon ship and he's trying to eat Klingon food and they're just making fun of him because he's having a hard time. They're like, perhaps you'd like some milk. And it's like a lady Klingon that's saying this. And he's just like, I can't remember his exact line, but something to the effect of I'll drink in from both your titties. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll try to find it for you after this, but like it's just a very weird scene. It's a very like classic horny Gene Roddenberry <laughs> scene. Anyway, R.I.P. Ryan Davis. Yes. Uh R.I.P. Luke Skywalker. A R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Uh-huh. I that is weird. Like, why would you bring up the portrayal of Leia? Like what was wrong with the portrayal of Leia in The Last Jedi? Like, uh, why, she, why would... she goes into space and floats back in her ship, which apparently people really hated for dumb reasons. That was fine. It looked kind of yeah. silly, but like, yeah, well, whatever. whatever. Like, the, force, the force is fucking magic. 
Like, at, at what point do you, as an adult, watch Star Wars and go, this is too much magic for Star Wars? <laughs> I know. Come on. Also, if you're making a list of complaints, you don't have anything about the whole, like, plot of uh, uh, Laura Dern and Poe. Yeah. Like, that whole thing sucked, too. Yes, like that definitely seemed like a byproduct of the stuff that kind of happened with Carrie Fisher around that time, where yes. that plot would have been way better if it was Carrie Fisher, if it was Leia making that sacrifice, would have had much more emotional resonance. But even then, you have all this other stuff that, like, at the end of the movie, Carrie Fisher filmed scenes for, so clearly it wasn't the result of all yeah. the stuff that happened with Carrie Fisher. It was apropos of that, which just makes it baffling that it was written that way. Yep. And like, I mean, like talk about people screen capping the bit of Luke drink and the, the blue milk, like the, uh, God, why am I blanking? Oh, uh, last Skywalker, whatever. I don't fucking care. Uh, the, the scene where they're like on the, uh, the thing in the sand and they're just like, they can fly now. And like yeah. people going, Oh, this is terrible. It's like, it, there's been so much worse dialogue in star Wars movies. This barely even registers to me as like an affront to, star wars and star yeah, wars fans there's so much worse shit in that fucking movie mm -hmm. remember when they make it look like uh ray killed chewbacca yeah for no reason at all yeah for like two minutes <laughs> it's like always oh, fine pin foe pin, what the what the fuck is these characters Bo? names finn finn and Bo his and garbage are his gar his garbage object permanence where he doesn't know which ship has Chewbacca in it, even though he literally just <laughs> saw which ship they put Chewbacca in. Uh, Here's Lando. He's very tired to be here. I covered my face and then Poe didn't know where I went, but when I uncovered <laughs> my face, he clapped. <laughs> he's constantly yelling ray because any time that he's like she's out of his peripheral vision he thinks that she's disappeared <laughs> yeah she just like got thanos snapped out of existence jesus fucking christ all those movies jesus fucking christ like i they're still better than the prequels oh yeah they're still better than the prequels. I like still it, like The Force Awakens quite a bit, too. Like, I would say yeah, that's among the fine. best of the Star Warses, even though it is basically a remake of the first one, but it's still a totally competent movie. I think half of The Last Jedi is a very good movie. It's all yeah. the stuff that, that deals with Rey and Kylo and Luke in particular. Yeah. Like, yeah, the stuff with, like, Snoke at the end is very, very dumb, but, like, that is one grievous misstep in an otherwise uh, really good... I get it. A really good A-plot grievous yeah it's just a sh it's a shame that they saddled that movie with one of the worst like b and c plots i have seen in a film in a very long time like yeah. those characters were given nothing to do yeah that's just basically what i'm saying is the people who really really hate the last jedi hate the parts that are actually good yeah and yet they don't focus on everything else that's terrible yeah Anyway, yeah. this has been Retro Corner, where we talk about yeah. Star Wars and people who like Star Wars and people who hate Star Wars. I am ambivalent, mostly. That franchise got ruined for me in the early aughts, so I find it very hard to care anymore about the sanctity of Star Wars. Well, I've said before, but I never really cared that much about the movies to begin with. It was just like, because when I was a kid, like they had the special editions like uh, that came out on vhs and it was like yeah these are okay i guess i don't know uh and then the prequels like whatever 
but they had a whole lot of really good video games and so those were what i liked yeah it's like i like jedi outcast i like jedi academy to an extent i like yoda uh, stories <laughs> sure <laughs> i like shadows of the empire i liked uh, knights of the old republic the movies eh whatever i liked the movies a lot as a kid uh I I mean I've watched the movies like the original trilogy maybe twice. Really? I've probably. I've watched them to the point that I can probably close my eyes and remember them from start to finish. I've I seen think a whole lot. The first A New Hope I've maybe seen like three or four times. Like we had very few movies to watch when I was a kid, but we had all the Star Warses on VHS and we had that VHS Gargoyles board game. So I watched yeah. pretty much just those. Uh, we had like a VHS tapes of like old Tex Avery cartoons too. I watched a lot of those as a kid. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I would guess like I probably saw A New Hope a couple times back like on VHS. And then I think I probably watched it again much later when it was on DVD. That's it. Like I've never watched like any of them since they came to Blu-ray or anything because I don't care since this especially somehow... because they're all the special edition ones it's like oh yeah. whatever i still have the special edition vhs tape sitting on my shelf um the box is very cool so i guess i'm just going to keep it it's got that uh you know gold uh treatment for the uh, whatever i don't want to get into this it um i do want to ask you though since it's got brought up somehow i don't even remember how we got onto this star wars shit but do you also find it weird how like the public opinion has changed on Rogue One from when it came out to now? Like yes. I remember people really liking it, and now it's like one of the worst Star Wars movies ever made. Oh, I thought you were mean. You were talking about like how it looped around entirely because for a while people really seemed to dislike it, and now it seems like I there are more people that are with us, which is that it's okay. one of the best ones. I did not realize it has swung back around. Yeah, like, I think last... so. At last check for me, people still seemed to be like militantly against it. I I think uh, the last last Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, was kind of <laughs> see, the one you're doing I it know, too. I know. Did you see the video? It's like about how all of the titles are wrong, and they should all be switched around. No, but like uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's very similar to um, the thing about the uh, planet of the apes movies where rise and dawn should be switched around and yeah. war is not about a war. Um, I'm going to guess like a new hope should be a return of the Jedi because they're coming back. Like Ben, I think so. Ben Kenobi's, you know, getting well, out of his funky, shaking the rust off. Luke is starting his training. Yes. A new hope should be return of the Jedi. Um, and then like the force Awakens should be the empire strikes back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll find it and send it to you, but um, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, the, the for no, yes, how the force, God, well, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, like when that came out, it made everybody look at Rogue One in a much more positive light, okay. because it's like, well, that was doing something new at least, something different from the rest. Like I, I get the criticisms that a lot of those characters in Rogue One were not very die. fleshed out oh. and just sort of exist to die, but I still had fun watching the movie. Yeah, exactly. Mad, has Mads Mikkelsen in it, for Christ's sake. I mean, the thing about that, though, is like it's the opposite of the prequels, where it's like, you know exactly what's going to happen to these characters. Yeah. Uh, here, it's like, who knows? Maybe they make it out, maybe they don't. Yeah. 
I genuinely, I was actually surprised that they killed everybody off by the end of that movie. Because unlike any other sort of like war movie like that, like, oh yeah, sure, all these characters are going to die. Uh, but for Star Wars, like a series that very famously refuses to kill off characters, uh-huh. it seemed like they could very well live because then it has franchise potential. You can do another Jin or so movie. I am interested in seeing what that uh, Cassian Andor series will even be. Yeah, I, don't know. I I liked Rogue One. I just, I find it weird how angry people seem to get about it. The weirdest thing to me is people getting hung up on like saying it was overstuffed with fan service, and most of it really was not. There's that one scene with the guys the, that show yes, up in the, the bar with Ponda Baba and Doctor yeah. whatever, and that's really very weird. bad and stupid and should not be in the movie. But like they're in it for ten seconds. Who yeah. cares? It's very dumb. At the same time, I can't deny that when I saw them, I was like, hey! That dude's got a butt for a mouth! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. But then, like, pretty soon after that, I was like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, the the bad face CGI, I guess, is another thing that just kind of stands out. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. CGI you... Harkin is weird. Yeah, you could have just, like, recast Harkin or something. It would have been fine. Like... Maybe I was going to say, like, I think audience audiences can handle recasting a character who was previously played by an actor who died. Like, they're smart yeah. enough to know, oh, same character, different person, because, of course, something happened in real life. Except then I realize how fucking stupid and dumb, like, modern movie audiences are. So, like, maybe they wouldn't be able to figure it out. And you get, like, a lot of YouTube videos going, like, who is this character supposed to be? <laughs> Well, the weirdest thing there is, though, they had already recast Tarkin in the prequels. Yeah. So, like, they I mean, he showed up for like guy. a second, but yeah. yeah. And and it was still like they got a dude who looked like close enough that even though he shows up in and they the... put like a bunch of messed up prosthetics on him. But yeah. Yeah. But still, you can like at a glance, you're just like, oh, Tarkin. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it worked. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Star Wars. Uh, Yoshi's story. Yeah. Yoshi's story. Huh. Yoshi's story. <laughs> Oh, Larry, I just blacked out for a moment and thought we talked about Star Wars for like 15 minutes. <laughs> we have to do something. Fuck. Um, yeah, no, Yoshi's Story. I think that the actual gameplay in Yoshi's Story is fine. It's a fun little quaint game. I like that the levels are there only as long as it takes for you to eat up as much food as you need to eat to make Yoshi happy. It's a very cute game. I like the music, even though people seem to not like the music in that game. It's fun. I like the theme for Yoshi's Story. Yeah, where they're all kind of like singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meh, 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 or whatever it is. That's exactly yeah. how it goes. It's, it's exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, the voice that's, of an angel. That's my, that's my recollection of a song from a game from uh, <laughs> 20 years ago. Uh, I a lot of like oh, YouTube what? reviews and stuff that I have seen from that thing specifically point out that the music is grating, and I don't understand that at all. I think the music is cute; it's fine. Like a, a lot of that game is just adorable, and I think the fact that it is incredibly short is acceptable. Like it would have been bad back in the day if I had to pay like new game price and it was only like a couple hours to beat it. Like uh-huh. I get the visceral reaction people had to that. But, like, as an adult who paid maybe, like, 15, 20 bucks for it and, like, has a lot of shit he wants to do with his time, like, jumping in for a couple hours and having a game knocked out is, like, actually kind of nice. 
yeah i mean like i never bought we talked about this last week but we never really bought n64 games because they were so expensive yeah and so i just rented them and so that one i just rented i was like well okay i'm done with this i guess whatever yoshi story is a perfect weekend rental because you can complete that entire thing see every level within the span of a weekend take it back your mom is out like five bucks in rental money yep hey uh sorry go on another uh tangent here but uh all right star wars you know grand theft auto uh the series like grand theft auto 6 uh yeah that's not coming anytime soon anyway there's a story expansion coming to gta online uh which is like a sequel to gta 5 starring franklin and dr dre great hey doc it's also out like in a week Remember when Rockstar used to make video games? Well, apparently they still are. It's just uh, only as expansions to a game released like eight years ago. I just, I played like maybe two hours of GTA Online and thought it was terrible. That's more than I played. It is wild to me that that has blown up into as big of a thing as it is. Yep. I just, there's there's no way I will ever touch that thing again. Red Dead Redemption's online was even worse like there's even less to do in it which is kind of amazing yeah but didn't that like not take off though didn't that just sort of yeah like, not really they around? kind of just abandoned it okay whereas gta online i mean they can sustain their entire business for like the next decade off that thing there's yeah. like no incentive for them to actually produce another video game yeah so i mean even then when we had the new consoles came come out they were like the first trailers they were showing for that thing was like hey we're bringing gta over to the new uh-huh. consoles just they're going to just keep it alive as long as they possibly can yep fuck <laughs> anyway the last mario game i got to talk about it's mario rpg okay Legend they made of the an Seven rpg Stars. out of mario everybody they did it they cracked the code Mm. like they cracked the code i mean they gave it to square so yeah. you know mallow they're the only ugh hate mallow i love mallow fucking cannot stand mallow little goober is raised by a frog he thinks he's a frog he's a cloud you stupid f- they not got mirrors <laughs> in the mushroom kingdom <laughs> is he actually a cloud he's supposed to be a cloud I thought Even he was though, like literally a marshmallow. No, that's what I thought too, because his name is Mallow, but yeah. it's supposed to be like a, I guess, a I think it's supposed to be, yeah, sort of a joke, but the fact that like, well, clouds are all so white and soft, just like a marshmallow is, but like when you go to his home, it's up in the clouds, everybody is a cloud, he's the oh, that's the cloud right. kingdom. Yeah. yeah. But he punches about... guys though, he does a little arm stretch and punches them, clouds can't punch yeah his punches fucking suck larry he's a healer <laughs> but he runs up and goes Wow and he like there's, punches him. there's a reason why as soon as you get enough party members to swap people out you just like throw mallow into the garbage <laughs> bin like woody yeah. just done with his ass all right here's the question i have not played mario rpg since i was a wee child mm. is it very hard because i remember no. it being hard no of course like i i I did not play jrpgs back then but i beat the super boss of that game on my first try like it's not that hard at all all Um, right i feel like i mostly remember like dying a lot in like the the early areas 
No, I mean, it does kind of fall into like the Square Enix RPG problem of like the early areas where, you know, of course they want to kind of like meter out. Uh, the Combat changes up over the course of a lot of those games. And a lot of Square games, like as you get more moves and stuff, combat opens up. It, it becomes a lot more fun to engage with. But like in the early game, it's like, oh, you can punch Jump. or you could use a potion. And yeah. that's it. And so like those early areas of Mario RPG, which is very reductive in general, even by Square standards, like it's a slog for the first like third of that game. Yeah. Like combat I, is just very dull. I also remember um, it kind of wants you to do a lot of platforming and the platforming sucks. Uh, specifically, yes. the jump is really fast. Yeah. The platforming feels very awkward and it is a ever present part of navigating dungeons and even the overworld. Uh, I do kind of like how they like, I, I think the thing that people really latch on to with Mario RPG is probably not the gameplay. I might be wrong about that. Maybe there's a lot it's of people Gino. out there who just sure it's Gino, but it's like also the, the humor in that game and the writing I think is what people really like latch on to with it because it's a very mm-hmm. like, it's a very funny game. Like, I think the story is great. I think the way that they handle those characters is excellent. I like that Mario does not talk. So whenever they need Mario to explain something, he like pantomimes it. Yeah. Yeah. He like does the hand waving thing. Like, yeah. Um, well, my, the best part of that is when people are just like, are you really Mario? And then like nothing the will happen until you press the jump button. Yeah. yeah and then everyone's oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah, you're Mario. Yeah. That is a good bit. Yeah. The thing is though, I know this is off the topic of this specific Mario RPG. That doesn't matter. But everything I like about Mario RPG is done better in uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Sure. And Bowser's Inside Story and uh, Paper Mario. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say that, like, between this and Paper Mario, Paper Mario is easily the one that I prefer between these two. Like, I think Paper Mario just does a lot more interesting stuff. Obviously, Paper Mario is not something you could have really done on that hardware, so it's maybe a little bit of an unfair comparison between the two of them, but... Well, but it doesn't have to be, like, side-by-side, like they could do this on the same hardware. It's just more like, I feel like the game in general, the design of it is better. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's Um, also, I I don't know if you saw this recently, I was seeing a lot of people asking for a remaster of Mario RPG. It's like, they they can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it wouldn't wouldn't look any different. Yeah, they were doing the, like, Donkey Kong Country thing with that, too, where it's like... uh... The, the sprites were digital stuff that they then converted into sprites. Yeah. It's just got this like certain look to it that I think is real good. I mean, I suppose the best you could do would be like doing AI upscaling stuff on them. But at that point, it really wouldn't even look that much different than just if you like, if you uh, basically stretched it out and blurred it a bit, it would basically look exactly just, the same. Thing. Just put the game put on Ringo the switch. In there. Just put the game on the switch online service. That's all you really got to do. Just yep. make the game more available. Isn't it already on that service anyway? I don't know. I thought it was. I thought maybe there not. was some sort of issue with the the rights to it since it was developed by Square. Maybe not though. I think it was available in the eShop. I thought it was also on the uh, SNES Mini, but maybe it wasn't. Oh, maybe. Look this up for me because now okay. it's going to drive me insane. Uh, 
I do think this might be the first game also where like Bowser directly becomes your ally in it. Like if you're not counting things like yeah, uh, Mario, it was because I remember that being like crazy at the time. Like, yeah. what you get Bowser? Yeah, Bowser's great in it. Like he yeah. kind of just became a mainstay on my party. Uh, of course, everybody loves Gino, even though Gino doesn't really have much of a character. So I kind of don't get what's up with this weird like. He's a cool little toy guy. He's you know he's kind of like a, a worse version of the Toy Ninja from Mystical Ninja Story they... Doimon. They should put Gino in Smash, if only so I can hear, like, people, I just want them to shut the fuck up about Gino being in Smash. I don't actually care if he's in Smash. <laughs> I just want them to be appeased, so they'll stop. Uh, Mario RPG is on the SNES Mini, by the way. So okay. it's probably something else I was thinking of. Yeah. Although I do, like, on the subject of the Smash Brothers thing, I do think it's funny that they held their ground and never put Gino in Smash. No, it's really <laughs> messed up. If they put the, Minecraft Steve in Smash, they did not give them Gino. The Super Famicom Mini got a Legend of the Mystical Ninja, and the NES yeah. Mini did not. Yeah. The uh, the game differences for that Genesis Classic are wild. Like, However, vastly different games between those two versions. We did get Castlevania 4, and they did not. That's true. It's one of the best Castlevanias. We also got Earthbound. Earthbound is fine. I think it's good to make Earthbound more available, given if you want to play that on a cartridge, you have to take out, like, a mortgage. Sure. But, yeah, Mario RPG is a, it's fun, I like it. It's got good music. You can uh, race Yoshis in it, even though I was having some weird kind of input delay when I played that game, so I could not race the Yoshis. Uh, also, it made platforming way more difficult. Uh, this was back when my 8-bit dough was having some serious issues. So, yeah, you know, a game where you have to also like time button presses for combat. It's a real good game to play when my controller is on the fritz. Yeah. Um, I also like how Smithy, the main villain of that game, does not actually show up until the very, very end of the game. Like when you fight him, that is when you finally see him. It's weird because I thought that he was the sword the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, it's also what I thought as a child. Yeah. He's on the box. Yeah. He shows up at the start of the game and they never say his name and then they start talking about Smith and you think, well, it's got to be the sword. Yep. That sword's got eyes. He looks cool. He, he like stabs that castle. Yeah. I think you can kill that boss in one hit too. Like there's some... Yeah, I mean, you, you just you use and it just... and then you charge and then yeah. you use beat down. Yeah, no, that well, no, it's a uh, Akusa Arts now because it always does severe damage, and I don't got to worry about how much health I have. Oh, I see. Yeah, <sighs> I love RPGs. Um, I can tell. Yeah, ratings, ratings, ratings. Um, I'm going to rate these games on the basis of. Whether or not some girl sitting on her bed would enjoy talking about them or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Super Mario Kart, probably not because you wouldn't get that much video content out of it. There's not a whole lot to say. Maybe better save as kind of an aside as part of a larger discussion. Uh, probably they would like to talk about Mario RPG because there's a lot to unpack there. And you could probably like distill it down into a numbered list in order to hold people's attention. Uh, Yoshi's story, 
I mean, again, like a uh, bereft of content that uh, two hours Yoshi's, to beat the game. I was going to say minute video. Y- Yoshi's story would be one of those where they make a video that's like three times as long as the actual oh, thing they're talking yes. about. Yes. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, let's talk about this one episode of like, well, that's just the JoJo's podcast. Actually, I was going to say, like, let's talk about one episode of JoJo's. It takes 40 minutes to get through it. No, because we would do multiple episodes at one time. Yeah, but then the podcast would still be like an hour and a half and we're talking about two. No, we did like four at a time usually. Yeah. To be fair, we also went off on tangents a lot anyway. That's true. Also, then we had fill time with uh, Tokusatsu Roulette. Yes, and anime roulette. Mm -hmm. Remember when we watched that anime where they got to take care of like a bunch of babies and it scared the shit out of me? No. Remember they like attacked a school or something like that? I think there was like talking a talking about reborn. Involved. Yes. All right, they weren't taking care of babies. They were like uh like spirits or something. Uh, whatever. Possessed them, I think. Gave them powers. You should do a Star Trek podcast so then I can get you to watch Enterprise. Nope. That will never happen. <laughs> get you to watch Voyager. Also will never happen. Year long series where we gotta talk about Neelix. Just bringing up Neelix every single week. This week in Neelix Corner. <laughs> Let's check out what Neelix is up to. Um, <laughs> I wonder what Neelix is up to. Says <laughs> I'm watching Janeway try to like solve some sort of horrible mystery on an alien planet while she's lost contact with the ship, and I'm just sitting there wistfully thinking about what Neelix is up to. <laughs> Whenever Neelix isn't on screen, everyone should be asking, where's Neelix? <laughs> I still vaguely remember an episode where, like, Neelix got his organs fucking harvested by an alien species, <laughs> and they had like up in a bathtub filled with ice. And they had like, Neelix on life support the whole episode, and they're like, "We gotta figure out how to get Neelix's organs back. This is horrible." I'm just thinking, like, if we were on that ship, we'd be like, uh, let's just put the body in an airlock and just send <laughs> Neelix out into the depths of space. This is a lost cause. Oh man! All the encounters they have with the Borg, and like I know that the Borg are discerning about who they assimilate. Like if it's a species where they feel like they can gain nothing, they would not. So like Neelix is probably safe because he's fucking worthless. But then like I also can't help but think about like what would Borg Neelix look like? <laughs> he's already a fucking horror to behold. Like I don't want to think about it. I want to see Neelix with a bunch of tubes sticking out of him and his, like, eye socket has machines jammed into it. Cyberpunk Neelix 2077. Oh, God. Congratulations on Cyberpunk also for winning Best RPG of the Year in the Game Awards, which I'm almost certain is going to happen even though it's not an RPG. Yeah, it is. It's not an RPG. It barely yes, it counts, is. isn't it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> what are you it talking about? Doesn't. It fucking doesn't. All right. Anyway, Jeff, they're going to have to wheel Jeff Keeley out here like Hannibal Lecter because he don't got no spine. He's not taking sides. <laughs> Just don't look at our page where we tell you who the board of directors <laughs> is. Please, please don't look at that page. Oh, man. No, it's fine. Jeff Keeley came out on Twitter and said he doesn't think rape is cool. Now, please watch this world premiere. 
they've got things on the level of Elden Ring, apparently, which some say uh, they doubt. To me, it's like, okay. Yeah. Remember I believe when it. They, remember when they announced Arkham City? Yeah. Yeah. They they got good announcements at the Game Awards, and that's the only thing worth giving a shit about because the awards themselves. Yeah, suck. I'm not actually gonna watch it, but later I'll no. say like, oh, what was announced during it? That's neat. Yeah, I man, well, we'll we'll get into the Activision stuff during the Grimmies because I think that's probably the best venue mm-hmm. to unpack it. I'm going to give you a spoiler, everybody a spoiler for the Golden Grimmies. This is a this is an exclusive right here for everyone who stuck around to the end of the episode. Uh, worst company is going to goddamn Activision because of, <laughs> of course. course it is. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. I don't think I don't think I'm even going to put anybody up in there as a nomination because there's no fucking point. Ubisoft, maybe. Sure, yeah, because they they get into the same dirt as Activision, but. Yeah. Remember when it used to be just like, oh, Valve is the worst company because they're not putting out video games anymore. And now it's just like, all right, well, well more than that, I think like Valve and Nintendo are both actively harmful to video games they, as a whole. They are. But now it's like who is actively harmful to their employees in very yeah. real and grievous ways. Anyway, uh, ratings. What's your ratings for these missing games? The, missing the good old days when we could call konami the worst company jesus christ and konami's greatest sin was telling kojima that enough is enough you need to put a video game out well, because we want to stop making video games yeah stop making video games my ratings uh mario kart for the SNES, very good game i it probably doesn't really hold up now so much but uh, i would give it yeah, sure. yeah, seven and a half out of ten sure it was, it was really good back at the time it was probably like you know that was a nine or a ten but yeah uh let's see well there uh, also wasn't like very many like really good racing games for the snes it's like that and f-zero f-zero yeah was, yeah the, yeah i guess so um mario rpg eh, six and a half six point five mm. i don't really care that much about it i like other mario rpgs better um, I like how it starts with Mario in his little bed. He snoozing and has the snot bubble. That's pretty good. Yes, yes. Um, I like that you can just find Samus like taking a nap in a bed, yeah. saying she's got to rest up to fight Mother Brain. Yep, that's neat. Yeah, I mean that's again that's the whole thing with that game is I yeah, there's cute I, stuff in it. It's the charm of it for me, less the actual gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Yoshi Story 5, I guess. Mm. It's fine. Like It's just, it's fine, but it's short. You don't have to throw eggs a bunch in it. No, you still got to throw have... eggs, but it's not like, it's not as intense about it as yeah, Yoshi's Yeah, it, do- it doesn't have screaming baby Mario. Mercifully, it does yeah. not have screaming baby Mario. Uh, although whittling your way through yoshis and watching them (laughs) get fucking murdered and just seeing that there's like one or two left on the screen has its own sort of like dark appeal to it not that you die very often that in that game it's it's very very easy but no Uh, like on the downside though it does not have touch fuzzy get dizzy so that's true that's that's a mark against it 
that would have looked crazy in that game too. Just like its whole art style. Yeah. And just the the way that they're like kind again, of blending speaking of like the pre-rendered stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's uh. That should have been your theme for this week. It should have been like games with pre-rendered like sprites. I just have, have like Killer like... Instinct instead of uh Super Mario Kart. I have like six games left. Come on. I know, but you could play through Killer Instinct. They're all they're all Mario. Well, no, because remember I tried to play through all of like Street Fighter Two, and then I remembered I'm so bad at fighting games I can't even beat single player modes. Oh yeah. Like I probably wouldn't be able to beat Killer Instinct. I have it. For I the remember N64. Killer Instinct having a really easy single player. Oh, maybe I've not really bothered to pop it in. But like, if I were putting you know fighters on this list, then I'd have to go with Clay Fighter sixty three and a third. Oh, okay, sure. So, yeah. Uh, next Booger week, Man we'll... was in it. Well, depending on which version you got, Booger, Booger Man was in it. No, Booger right? Man was in all of them. Earthworm oh, no, Jim was Jim only in the uh, sculptor's cut thing. Yeah. You can now own Clay Fighter 63 and a third Earthworm Jim as an NFT. Ask Doug <laughs> to Maple about it. Hooray. Don't <laughs> ask him about anything else, though, because he has a lot of weird opinions. I do like him putting that tweet out about the NFTs and it had like three likes on it because no one gives a <laughs> fuck about Doug to Maple. <laughs> That was pretty funny. My art Twitter has like 44 followers and I get like five times as many likes on any piece of art I put out than Doug Tenable's fucking Earthworm Jim NFTs. Uh, Suck it, Doug. <laughs> you fucking asshole, you piece of shit. I know you're listening to this. That's it for this week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, oh, and just so in case, uh, speaking of people listening to this, if Nintendo happened to listen to this podcast, I want to assure them I played all these games on actual cartridges. Uh, I do not pirate Mario games. I have uh, Mario RPG is right here. This is a box of light bulbs. Um, <laughs> okay, I thought it was a glass with ice in it. Nope. I bought the wrong light bulbs and I put them in and they made a funny noise and I realized I had the wrong wattage. And I was like, well, these are open now, so I can't take them back. That's the podcast. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Your life is a mess. Yeah.